0: Yes, good morning everyone. Welcome to Mobile Rolling, uh, the South Australian edition as we talk South Australian harness racing each and every Monday. There's no harness racing today. The the weather up around 37 degrees here in Adelaide today, so well done for Harness Racing SA for making the early move and moving this meeting until tomorrow night at Globe Derby. It's an eight-race car there tomorrow at headquarters, the first at 20 past six. So um, we'll talk more about that program a little bit later on. Um, our guest this morning on mobile rolling, there's so much happening in harness racing at the moment. Um, I thought we'd be best to get Dean Elliott, the CEO of Harness Racing SA, on to chat about all this. And uh, Dean's been kind enough to give us some of his time this morning. Uh,
1: how are you, Dean? And good morning to you. Good morning to you, Tim. Yeah, um, you're right, aren't you? There's plenty happening at the moment. We're getting back into the silly season of of Mm. harness racing into our uh, summer and autumn carnival. So lots happening over the next few weeks. Yeah,
0: there certainly is. Now, just before we go and touch on the weekend and what's coming forward, I know at our last conversation in early January... You did mention there was uh, some sort of a uh, South Australian um, independent review happening towards Globe Derby and and harness racing in general as far as to what sort of extra funding the government may give harness
1: racing SA. Is there any further update on that one, Dean? We're currently conducting a feasibility study. So that's being done independently by a consulting group in Adelaide, a group that's had a lot of experience in uh, in major developments with stadiums and so forth in South Australia and nationally so that should be um, that should be finalized around Easter time okay so what happens
0: from that point on so if that's finalized that does that then get submitted to somebody else
1: yeah that's that will be part of um, a, a lobbying approach to government to mm. you know demonstrate the part the options working forward. Essentially, it's going to be the three G's in, in South Australia. It'll be, you know, do, we, do um, we put money into Globe Derby? Do we put mm-hmm. money into Goula, or Do we put money into a greenfield site? Mm-hmm. Or is it a combination of those areas over a staggered period of time? So that's something that, you know, all stakeholders and participants will need to embrace um, once that report's done and we can start really uh, scrutinising that further.
0: Hmm, OK, so around Easter time, we will know a little bit more there. Um, the weekend just gone, Dean. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there at Glow Derby on Saturday night. It clashed with the uh, the Kangaroo Island Cup, so I couldn't be in two places at once, but it was two meetings that obviously are very well attended. And and Saturday night, the Italian Cup, Lockie did a great job calling the Cup, incidentally. And uh, what a great finish it was too, artillery winning for the Cavallaros, holding off uh, Lord Zorias and, and Honeybun back in third Firstly, on that race, Dean, um, Artillery, obviously, they, they brought him back, the, the Cavalaros, to South Australia to target some of those big races late last year. And he's going to be a big force in these uh, Country Cups, which we'll talk about shortly. He will. I thought
1: really well managed by Team Cav, <laughs> excuse me, Just having that little freshen up, um, uh, having that little freshen up. The guys put him on a water walker not too dissimilar to, to uh, how they do things in the thoroughbreds and just spacing his runs a little bit so they can really attack this Country Cup series with, um, you know, fresh legs and, and this horse at his best, which, as we know, once he once a horse like Artillery finds the front, he's very tough to get past. And, mm. um, you know, it was a really exciting finish, as you said. The first two, Artillery and Lord Zarya had a great battle up the straight. And I guess if you think back to the springtime, both of those horses weren't in South Australia, so this is one of the great aspects of the country cup series and and in general the the increased enthusiasm and prize money is that we can attract those better class horses well in essence all all classes of horses but if we're talking cups series then then our faster class to really bolster up the ranks so we can run more of these kind of races and create more depth in there which makes programming so much easier so you know, it was a, a really good battle up the straight, and you know, with 150 to one 100 shot, Honeybun Bun um, lobbing into third. She was one that yeah. just made the cut to the field. It was a, um, it was a manual field selection for this race, so that was uh, that decision was was justified by you know David Thewin and Danny Hill in the office, um, working through that so diligently on on um, uh, last week. So, uh, all in all, it sets up for a really exciting first leg of the Country Cup series in a fortnight. It's the Strathalbyn yeah. Cup. At Globe Derby obviously Strathalban mm. um, sold their facility and got an amazing result last year and, and um, in, in turn they've teamed up with the SAHRC to to, mm. um, to stage the first of this series which should be really exciting and um, a, a couple of things that the Strathalban crew are working on uh, in conjunction with the club should see a, a nice little crowd out there and some, some promotion mm. um, coming out in the, in the next few days on that on that line.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about the Country Cups in a moment. Just on the uh, Telling Cup, we had a Tillery winning, and then, of course, the Fred Jones Trotters Cup Saturday night was a fantastic race again. Regular tie. He was um, outstanding in winning. Gator drove that horse for Ryan Rohorick and she was a smart drive by Gator to go around mid-race and take the lead, and um, she just dictated the speed from that point on, didn't she?
1: Yeah, what wasn't that uh, really one out of the box? And, mm. and once again, if you sort of go through the, the first three home, they... Um, you know, 12 or a little bit further, uh, 12 months or a little bit further back, you know, these are um, recent and not-so-recent acquisitions to the trotting ranks in SA as well. So it's fantastic to see. Obviously, you know, Regal Attire, um, mm. you know, he's probably announced himself as the as the one to beat in that series. And um, the Rohorek Stable have had some fantastic support from that ownership group, the um, uh, Boots. Who, who have really supported SA Racing in the Rohorick Stable in recent times, sort of bolstering up uh, his numbers. So I thought it was actually a really... Um, you know, there was a lot of great stories throughout the night. Yeah. If you touched on the Fred Jones and the Italian Cup. And, yeah. you know, if you go back through the undercard, there was, you know, Tilly Jane as a three-year-old yeah. beating the older horses. But then we had a, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old win as well. We had some representation um from our regional areas in port peri and mount gambia that 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 um had some success and it was just overall a really well balanced card of racing with um uh with you know with a variety of results which is mm. uh, you know fantastic to see and it sort of demonstrates that there are opportunities for for all types and all styles of horses here with all of the um local rules and the changes and tweaks in programming that we've that we work so hard on and you know, thanks to to our racing office that that are able to implement that. So that that you know that's always a pleasing thing to see. Mm. Yeah,
0: definitely. So it was a fantastic night out there on Saturday night, by all reports. Now, um, just before we look ahead, um, of course, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Dean, we had the Southern Stars Yearling Sale. Now, that was um, that was a boutique sale. Um, I believe we had about fourteen lots on the day. Did did you happen to you? Obviously, you were there, Dean.
1: Um, no, I was I was away that weekend, but um, of uh, uh, yeah, definitely really been buoyed from the results. Um, mm. there, as you said, it was a boutique sale, um, and a, a real centre point of that were was the race series involved, and actually mm. two races involved. For the, one, just for those horses that were sold, those fourteen mm. horses, which is a you know a one in fourteen ticket to the lottery, which you don't really see that often no. with sales based races, and then another one. Um, that will be for those horses and all the non-sale entry runners as well. So there will be a couple of uh, you know really good riches for these these yearlings next season's two-year-olds to head towards, um, and and some of the results that um that those horses bought were really really encouraging for our industry um you know with a sales top of forty thousand and a really strong average i think the average was only about three thousand dollars less than the than the queensland sale on the same day so there were some strong kpis um and and obviously you know when you're looking towards the health of an industry yielding sales results are, are a strong reflection so this is just quite symbolic and reflective of you know the little baby steps that we've been taking over the last few years, just to sort of, um, uh, you know, raise raise all standards across the industry. And I'd like to think that the next step for this sale is actually to um, to grow in numbers, to yeah. be um, governed by a sales comp- a company, um, to be run at a sales complex, and and really get ourselves um, back uh, to that back to that level. I think. We well, well and truly deserve that, and really the plan was as soon as this, as soon as that sale was finished, to start working on on the next one. And we've already had some conversations um, along those lines into in terms of uh, what we can do to really elevate this sale uh, moving forward. But in terms of the vendors and the job they did, you know, big, big congratulations to them. I know you had Mandy and Sam Passaro yeah. on a couple of weeks ago. Um, they always do a terrific job, along with the vendors and. Also, the buying bench for you know people to travel from Mount Gambier and um, uh, you know regional places alike to, to attend this sale and um, you know produce some some really good results from from what are lovely horses in a sale that uh, historically that's above its average. So mm. uh, really looking forward to seeing what that small but select group of horses can achieve on the track next season and really um, you know moving moving the bloodstock and the um, uh, the, the 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 yearling sales into two-year-old side of things were, you know, moving forward really strongly in years to come.
0: Yeah, it was a fantastic event there by all reports on that Sunday out there at the Gawler Thoroughbred Track. Now, the Country Cups, we touched on that a, a short time ago, so there's a, there's a lot of big races coming up here in the next couple of months. It basically starts from March and goes through to the end of April. Now, We've got uh, the first Country Cup, as you mentioned a short time ago, Dean. Uh, the Strathalbyn Cup at Globe Derby. It's a fifteen thousand dollar pacing cup, and it's on Saturday, March the second. So that's the first one, isn't it?
1: That's right. So yeah, all roads lead uh, to, to Globe Derby um, for the Strathalbyn Cup meeting in, in mm. two weeks. That's that date has been recently changed. Originally, mm. we were sort of, you know, handcuffed into having to run it on a Sunday twilight. Um, which would have been March the 3rd, but that's been brought back to Saturday night, March the 2nd, which is terrific news. Um, it should mean we'll get a better crowd. Um, mm. It's also Chariots of Fire night um, nationally. So that's that's a big result to have that change back um, and kick off things on Saturday, March the 2nd, yep. which, which Strathalbyn have put in an extra... The club itself have put in uh, an extra $10,000 in prize money across several yeah. races and, uh, you know, led by an increase to the cup from... Ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars, which will, um, you know, be a really, you know, terrific way to to kick off um, the series. But they've also, uh, without jumping the gun, there'll also be an announcement this week in terms of a couple of lower level races, which will be worth, you know, some really good prize money. Um, mm. So I, I I won't I won't steal. Um, I won't steal their thunder there, but I'm sure people will be really happy to hear that announcement this week.
0: All right. Well, we'll look forward to hearing what comes up there. Now, eight days later, we'll have the Kapunda Cup. Now, we don't race too often at Kapunda out in the north, but one thing about Kapunda, Dean, is, you know, the locals get out and support that meeting. They love getting out to Kapunda during the day. It's a, it's a Sunday meeting on the, on the 10th of March. That's a $12,000 final. That's right. And, and Kapunda race there, one of our several clubs
1: that race once a year. They also have a, a, a one of South Australia's biggest rodeos, which they had a very successful um, version of last year. Uh, I think they're trying to attract a lot of that crowd to the races, which is smart. They've got uh, the likes of Pirate Life on board yeah. um, as, a, as a sponsor. So, um, yeah, really hoping that given that it's the Sunday of the long weekend, yeah. um um, the club's able to attract a, a nice crowd there for the for the once a year Capunda um, Cup, which is also you know the club's also thrown a few dollars into um, uh, into the cups races there as well, which is fantastic to see. Yep.
0: All right, and then the, the meeting after that for the Country Cup series is is March the sixteenth. It's the Mount Gambier Cup, so all roads will head down the southeast, and that's always a good night too. They get a a very big crowd at that Mount Gambier Cup meeting, and that's on March sixteenth.
1: I'd say that would have been the having attended them last year. That would have been the, the largest of, of all the crowds, and you know a very passionate group of, of racing people, um, and good and just good good folk down there in the southeast. So um, yeah, really looking forward to that. The the club, um, in addition to running the the pacing cup and the trotters cup, also have their gold cup, um, which is something they you know pride yeah. the club prides itself on. So that's actually going to be worth $13,000 this year, um, it, it's a ratings race and it suits the horses in that region in terms of the rating band that that is for and and, and, um, and that's really a, a jewel in their crown every year. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to get down to Mount Gambier on March mm-hmm. the 16th. You're listening to Mobile Rolling
0: here on Radio Tab and we're chatting to Dean Elliott, the CEO of Harness Racing SA. Dean, of course, after Mount Gambier, we, we travelled at a Gawler Cup. Now, this is the March 24th meeting this is a ten thousand dollar race. It's a standing start race. This one at gola for the Cup, of course. I think from memory, was this race moved last year to a Monday? Was there? A, I think
1: there might have been an issue on the Sunday, wasn't there? Yeah, look, Gawler have haven't had the best of luck in the last couple of years with um, with race dates and so forth. And you would have remembered we ran the double header. Mm, uh, that's right. <laughs> last year as well with the Sunday into was it Sunday into Monday? And yeah. So. Um, you know, it, it's a very popular track. It's one that's right in the thick of our horse population, and, and the areas that our population is growing is central to Gawler. Um The club do a great job. It's our newest uh, track. It's our newest surface. It's one of our bigger tracks, hence the um, yeah. hence the stand start for the paces for for, for this one, and the, the little bit of extra distance. So it's an important leg. Um, uh, you know, three weeks out from the big one. To get those miles into the legs um, and uh, and and race close to home for many people, and the, the club do a fantastic job. So you know that that Sunday, March twenty fourth, is going to be um, almost like the moving day. With, uh, with with if you look at the the third day in, in golf tournaments, it, it's always moving days, isn't it? So I think yeah. that that part of the the series will really start to. Um, Display the 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 top ranked runners sort of heading into Port Perry and then the sort of I should say Victor Harbour and then the Port Perry Cup. Yeah, well,
0: Victor Harbour's the next meeting after March twenty fourth. So Victor Harbour's obviously Easter Sunday. We spoke to uh, to to Leighton Bishop the other day on the on the program and um, well, Linda Bishop I should say, and uh, it's going to be a big program down there at Victor Harbour. It always is on Easter Sunday, and that one's a ten thousand dollar race as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. And and this whole series is centred around each year where Easter falls um, um, because we, we need to have that, that Victor Harbour meeting on Easter Sunday. So this year, at Easter Sunday falls on the 31st of March and we start constructing the rest of the series around that date. Um, Victor Harbour, as we know, is one of our more beautiful picturesque yeah. tracks and the club have decided to increase three of the support races from forty five hundred to six nine 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 which mm. means you know across the card it's going to be a really attractive um, mm. you know prize money ticket there with with all of those races worth minimum seven thousand dollars and um, you know this is something that you know all the clubs are hyper aware of doing to ensure that um, we can attract you know the best numbers and the best color mm. of horses um, to to each of those venues so so hats off to to Victor Harbour for for um for for installing that that one there. Yeah. So that's the, the penultimate leg and I guess it then uh when yeah. it all builds up to the Pork Peary Cup, doesn't it,
0: Jim? Yeah, it does. That's the finale on Saturday the thirteenth of April. It's over the twenty five hundred and thirty meters there. It's a twenty five thousand dollar race too. So um yeah, that's where the finale will be and that'll no doubt be a big big card of racing there on the on the Saturday night, the thirteenth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. As we know, the guys at Piri do an incredible job. There's some great prize money there to be had, um, you know, $25,000 Pacing Cup, a $20,000 Trotters Cup, um, a graduation series final, um, and, um, you know, a, a real focal point, one of our major race meets of the year, and, and certainly our biggest regional race night of the year, um, uh, so yeah, we're we're really hoping to hit a home run there on April the thirteenth, and um, it'll be the culmination of what promises to be a, a a really wonderful series and the the third iteration of this new Country Cups series concept, and it'll be the first with a with a new major partner as well, which which there was some spoken <laughs> about that last week too. So no, really looking forward to the, the the series and the culmination at Port Pirie. And of course, um,
0: we've got the Harness Racing of the Year or the Horse of the Year Awards night, which has been recently announced. Now that's on the long weekend in March, so that's on Friday night, March eighth. Now I believe that's at the Gawler Thoroughbred Club again. Is that right, Dean? Yeah,
1: that's right. We had our, um, we changed the venue last year, and the feedback was uh, really positive. So we'll continue um, we'll continue uh, on that front and look forward to the Horse of the Year on Friday. The eighth of March, we've sort of released all the nominees um, for those major awards last week. There's also a number of um, special specialised awards that there won't be nominations for, of course, such as the Nevada Smoke and the, um, the Jim Hurley and the Chairs Award and so forth. So it's going to be a very busy night. And Tim, you'll uh, you'll have your tonsils tested because you'll be you'll be you'll be handing out a number of probably a record number of awards this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw me into the fire, Dean. Yeah, I'll um,
0: I'll need to rest up leading into that night. There, it will be a record number, but I'm looking forward to it because, you know, last year was such a successful year for harness racing, and we had so many highlights through the year. And, and I'm looking forward to talking to all the participants there on the night, um, that were involved in the, in making that year so strong. And um, I, as I said a few times on this show, Dean, I think if you if you go back two years ago, you, you wouldn't have envisaged the. Uh, the success that the industry had last year, and it's sort of flowing into this year and in some major announcements this year as well, not just from the government, but from other sponsors as well. Harness Racing SA, to me, Dean, they seem to be, or you guys seem to be, in the best position
1: you've been in probably for the last 20 years. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll certainly... That, that's very nice of you to say it. I'll certainly let um, people that have been around longer for me to make that determination. Um, but what we can say is there are a lot of green shoots, We had to take, honestly, we did have to take a lot of risks, and I would say, absolutely calculated risks, to get here. But we were sort of, it was sort of on a hiding to nothing, I guess, for lack of a better term, because of 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 the state that we got ourselves in a couple of years back. So, um, you know, it's it was a position where needed to show a little bit of impulse, but also a little bit of quite a lot of patience as well, and you know. We can only achieve all of these ideas until we get um we can't achieve them until we get you know the financial resources Mm. and other resources possible so you know step by step it has been a very patient approach and i I think the most patient people have been our our participants and and to another extent stakeholders as well so nights like our horse of the year when we can come together there aren't too many opportunities to to gather collectively socially Mm. um on a night that, that doesn't involve racing. So I think those nights are really important. And, and I would urge everyone to, to book us to book a table and, and come along for what's going to be a great night. And you just sort of look through all of the, the nominees in all of these categories. I'm just sort of scrolling through them now. Mm. And there's so many great storylines. And, you know, even like I'm, I'm, the first one on the list is, you know, the two-year-old pacing fillies. And weren't yeah. the, 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 the two-year-olds just in general such a, such a great story last year we had like the the um bay Gym majors and star Mans mm. out of the sale that looked you know like really like really nice horses and then um you know a horse like Tilly jane that come back as a three-year-old really well miss idaho of course mm. she was a an absolute star and went over to victoria and did a, did everyone so proud and she was bought by frank borg online mm. because mm. he liked you know he liked what he saw on a photo there after she got passed in from a sale. So there's all these great little narratives that mm. I'm sure you um, mm. will, will really look forward to discussing um, mm. with with some of these winners. So that that's you know it's a really important night for us, and uh, there'll be a lot of you know a lot of celebration, a lot of stories to tell. But you know from from our end internally there's there's plenty of unfinished. There's always unfinished business, and I, I think um, for the board particularly, if I can speak on their behalf, they've. You know, got a couple of you know m- huge major focuses this year. Obviously, mm. central to that is around infrastructure. Mm. Um, you know, it's fantastic having little increases in prize money, but if we, you know, the the, the next logical step will be racing at a facility that we're all proud of, um, mm. that's modern and up to date, um, and can attract people to attend on race day and to invest further into racing. Um, mm. that's just um you know that that 's a non-negotiable next step that we 've got to work through and it's 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 much more complex than it sounds for a lot of reasons and mm. that 's why we're taking all the steps that we have and um, with feasibility studies and so forth but we'll be completely transparent through the process there's nothing to hide there that because the outcome is the one that's going to what it, whichever outcome it will be it'll be the one that's best for the industry and it will be, you know, a significant upgrade, we would hope. So to achieve that, we need all stakeholders and all of industry to work together. If there have to be sacrifices to be made, um, so be it. But we need to, to, and I mean sacrifices as in, you know, analysing, looking at our assets and looking Mm. at how we can grow stronger um, by maybe not spreading... um, so thin across certain areas so all of that will be reviewed it'll be a uh, it'll be a team decision it'll be run up the chain so there'll be no no surprises or or lack of transparency on on, on that side of things it, it's just critically important that south australia now that we have made these great steps forward we need to capitalize on that and and uh, have a have a home of racing that we can mm. all be really proud of um that our participants can go and visit go and you know when they're there two times a week um you you want you want to have a good <clears throat> you want to have a nice facility for them to to venture out to because they're spending so much of their time there um, yeah. and you know it'll improve morale and culture and everything all the flow on effects will be incredible um um f- you know financially and cultural Um, and you know, we, you know, in terms of gaining support and partnerships through other areas, it's just, it's just central to all of our, it should be central to all of our thinking at the moment. Mm. Um, so it's exciting, but it's going to be a big challenge.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and Dino, I guess we get, we sort of must be getting closer towards with the amount of horses that we've got here in the state at the moment. I know we race five a fortnight locally. We must be sort of pushing towards nearly getting that level to, to nearly race three days a week like we used to
1: ten years ago. Is that sort of something that's on the radar? Yeah, I think it's um I would I mean the the, the more often we can race the better. So if the if the opportunity's there, we'd absolutely take it. Um, I think it's seasonal at the moment, so mm. we do race three times a week. If um I mean let's just exclude Mount Gamby for a because 'cause mm. they're sort of mm. a, a region of their own which is sort of self-sufficient but if you're looking at um, you know Adelaide um, yeah. and like metropolitan Adelaide, um, you know we're, we're racing twice a week and then in the busy times of the year Port Pirie have got mm. um, uh, Port Pirie is sort of an extension of that so mm. um, I, I guess it, it is quite seasonal with our horse numbers and sort of March April will be you know a really busy part of the year as is september through to december so we really mm. want to capitalize on that you know more racing means more market share and more market share means more returns to the industry so um so you know that that's our job to cater for all different kinds of horses classes age groups skates mm. and so forth to to ensure that at that busy time of the year we can put on as many races as race mendings as possible and if it does mean getting to a point where we're we're able to Conduct further race meetings, not just more Mm. races on race cards. Then we would certainly take that approach. Yeah. Um, So yeah. All
0: right. And just on that, the Harness Racing Awards night, Dean. If people want to go along, how do they buy tickets?
1: Uh, Contact Leanne Ewan um, Mm. in the office. Leanne's putting. Leanne does such a great, such a great job every year putting together the night. So um, contact Leanne. Everyone should have an email now. Um, Um, and everyone who was nominated will have a um, uh, an individualized invitation as well. So um, so everyone should know how to how to make contact and book a table. And yeah, let's book the let's mm. book the the function room out and, and have a great night together. Yeah, no, it should be a great night.
0: Lots happening, Dan, as as always. Great, thanks for your time on Mobile Rolling, and we look forward to rolling on into tomorrow night's meeting there at headquarters at Globe Derby.
1: Yeah, look forward to seeing you out there. Thanks, yeah. Tim. Cheers.